The Open Table Podcast is presented by Campus City Wesley Foundation and Studio Wesley. Studio Wesley is CCW's online ministry for college-age young adults in Northeast Florida, where we intend to curate restorative content that will not only meet students where they are, but also walk with them forward. Studio Wesley has been made possible in part by a grant from the Florida United Methodist Foundation. The Open Table Podcast is open to everyone, where we share our stories on this journey of faith. CCW's story has always been one of transition. From teenage years into adulthood, from high school to college to career, from others' expectations to discovering personal identity. In the Transition series, we'll hear from some of CCW's young adult leaders as they describe the transitions they are experiencing during the summer of 2019. Welcome to Transitions. In our first interview, we'll hear from Theo Mason, as he tells his story of being an intern in the spring of 2019. So Theo, tell us um, how you first heard about CCW. Yeah, so I, one of my friends, her name is Brooke. We went to Model United Nations together. It's a club on campus at UNF. Mm -hmm. We got to know each other. We made like a small friend group between me and some other people. And then one day she kind of just asks me if I want to go. Um, and at the time I wasn't really in a place where I really wanted to do like church or like a Christian club. And I might've even been involved like in another one kind of, I don't remember that well, but basically I said no. Mm -hmm. And so at some point she asked and asked, and then I finally said yes. And so I kind of just kept coming back. Um, and throughout the semester she would ask me every single week because I had a tendency to kind of just forget and then probably do homework, go to sleep or something, eat dinner. Um, so with her asking me every week, I developed a habit for going. And that's how I initially got involved, was just having a constant reminder like, oh, this CCW thing, which I enjoy. It just was never at the forefront of my mind. And so yeah. she kind of helped with that. What were your first impressions of CCW? So CCW, because I was in a place that wasn't... I wasn't very spiritually minded. I was in a place where I kind of just wanted to go through the motions to kind of avoid God mm -hmm. and not really deal with any of that pain. So CCW was the first Christian atmosphere that I stepped into that was kind of okay with that. Not that like they knew there were all these things, but like it was just comfortable being like, hey, glad you're here. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas other Christian groups that I got into, it's like, oh, now you're here. We want you to join this Bible study. Can you serve? Can you do all these things? And when I'm like trying to step into the space, but like still have all those reservations, I'm not in a, I wasn't in a place where I wanted to go all in. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't comfortable with that system of like, oh, you're in the door. Now let's amp up the commitment a hundred percent. So initially CCW was just a place that I could come and actually feel relaxed in a Christian atmosphere. That's huge. What was your upbringing as it relates to faith and religion and stuff? Yeah, so I grew up in a Baptist church associated with the Southern Baptist like convention, but it's just First Baptist Church of West Palm Beach is where mm -hmm. I spent the large part of my life. Mm -hmm. So theologically speaking, it's rather conservative mm -hmm. um, and very strict on its theology. Like, this is what we believe... 
and we kind of really, really want you to believe the same thing too, but it's kind of a little bit okay if you don't mm -hmm. sort of thing. Now, my parents, on the other hand, actually didn't hold the same philosophy. Their mindset was they wanted to introduce us to a more conservative viewpoint of Christianity and kind of teach us in their own way that like, you don't have to be this conservative. Mm. And so they put us in that more as like a comparison thing, mm -hmm. which is interesting. But then also it was, they said they were the best kids programs. Like gotcha. a Baptist church. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so between those two things, they're like, we're really doing it for the kids program, but here's another justification while we're at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if you can recall this, but can you think of a moment where you sort of decided, yeah, CCW is where I need to be? Yeah. So over the course of that semester, I was really in and out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I went when there was, hold up, pause. I'm yeah. going to do a Derek pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I only go one semester before I went to Columbia or were there actually two semesters? I feel like there might have been two semesters. I think there were two. But I think the second semester is yeah, okay. where like you came to on spring retreat and like yeah. Okay. Then okay, unpause. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Yeah. So the first semester is I think I might have been involved in another Christian group, but I wasn't really in like I want to do any real Christian things. Mm -hmm. So it, my attendance was very spotty. The mm -hmm. second semester where I had already been introduced is where Brooke was like every single week without fail, she's inviting me. Mm -hmm. Now at that point, my attendance was really spotty, not because I didn't want to be there, but just because I actually had a lot of other life commitments. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was working full time. I was a full time student. I'm in two different clubs. Like it was, it was just a lot to manage. Mm -hmm. And CCW held the least amount of responsibility. So it got the least amount of attention kind of yeah. just by virtue of where it fell. But I went every week I could, mm -hmm. mostly thanks to Brooke reminding me every yeah. single week. Yeah. Okay, now that we put that out there, what was the question? <laughs> the question was, was there a moment that you realized, yeah, CCW is definitely where I want to be? Okay, so then I would say it happened somewhere in the second semester mm -hmm. where I finally realized that, like, I don't have to hold on to this pain. Or, like, even if it's there, I can start looking at it. Like, it doesn't have to sit in this box and be this, like, weird shadowy thing that makes me moody. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of unpack it. Because CCW, by just letting me sit in the room and just, like, almost exist in that space, gave myself the permission to be like, oh, okay, now it's time to, mm. like, start working through this. Wow. And so CCW gave me what no other Christian group did, which was you can sit in here and that's it. Like, that's okay. I was just in a point where I needed to be able to be like, I can't offer a lot. I don't want to offer a lot. Like if you want me to offer a lot, I'm gonna start rebelling because I'm trying to like not rebel against God, but really I am. Mm. And so by having that space to be like, Hey, we're glad you're here. Hope to see you next week. And that was it. There was no like, hey, can you help set up? Can you serve? I think maybe one time someone asked if I could read scripture, but like, that's it. And mm -hmm. so th when I recognized that, that's when I was like, oh, this really is a special place. Mm, wow. So after that fall semester, you spent a, I'm sorry, after that spring semester, you spent a semester in Columbia. Yeah. 
And then you came back as an intern. Yep. Why in the world would you ever want to be an intern <laughs> in CCW? All right. So there are two reasons. I'm going to start with the less, I'm going to start with the more impersonal reason. Mm -hmm. So when I went to Columbia, it was kind of a real leap and a prayer. I mean, I was fully confident God had everything under control, mm -hmm. but no one else around me was. Mm -hmm. So that's why I called a leap of faith. For me, it was just a natural next step. Everyone was like, Theo, you're out of your mind. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe <laughs> there's something to this. Mm -hmm. So what I recognized before I went to Columbia is I'm going to need to do something when I get back. Mm -hmm. Like I, when I got back, I could live at my parents, like, which is free. That's great. But I know like for me, it's just not going to be the place I want to be. And so I needed to be somewhere doing something. And so I thought like, oh, there's this thing, CCW, they provide housing, like it's pretty cheap. I don't make a lot of money, like good system. Mm -hmm. So part of it was the was just like, I need a place to live. I want to yeah. do something. And CCW was an option. Mm -hmm. The reason I chose that option and rather liked it is because it gave so much for me. I mm -hmm. wanted a small season to give something back. I wasn't sure what that was or what it would look like. But I was thinking like before I went like, it'd be nice to be able to do something more for them mm. now that like they've helped me like open up and start this new season. That's awesome. So what was it like? What has it been like to be an intern? Yeah. So the CCW internship is unique in a lot of ways. So in the beginning, I actually struggled with it a little bit. Mm. So the internship itself offers a lot of room for personal growth and like opportunity to be like, Hey, here's this thing you can get to Jesus, mm -hmm. but it doesn't force it on you. Most internships have a laundry list of requirements that you have to meet and they're going to tell you whether you did a good or bad job. And so I took that mindset into the CCW internship, mm -hmm. but what is the actual work aspect of CCW? isn't really that intense. It's mostly the interns doing enough to keep the place running, hmm. which is not a lot of work. And so I struggled initially with that, like, there's got to be something more. Like, I told Derek, I was like, Derek, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, like I just, I don't feel like I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I had read the expectations list, like, two or three times at mm -hmm. that point. Yeah. And so Derek and I, like, we had to, like, sit down and talk and be like, you actually know what's going on, Theo. You just think that there's something more because this isn't the normal system. Mm -hmm. yeah. So next point being is since the work aspect isn't that light, it gives you way more time, if you want it, to dive into the optional things, which is personal growth, your relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what I like about the CCW internship is that it almost reverses the dynamic of like, you're going to work and grow. Like, no, mm -hmm. you're going to grow. And if that, like, if you need to work, you'll work, you'll, then you'll work, but you're not going to like, we're not going to force growth on you. So here's yeah. the minimum amount of work to be, you have an internship. Mm -hmm. The actual internship though, is all of the optional stuff that they're not saying you have to do. Wow. I appreciate you saying that about the intern program um, because there is this sense that we want to create an environment 
where you choose growth and mm -hmm. you choose to be a leader and you choose to be a certain type of person in our campus ministry. And part of that is because I, I recognize that in, you know, when you're out of college life and in sort of more of this like normal adult life, most things are your choices. Um, so if you're not in the habit of making choices for your own growth, mm. choices that require your initiative, mm -hmm. if you never get practice in that, mm. it's hard to step into it as an adult. And I've got lots of friends that have had a hard time. It's like, mm. oh, I need somebody to tell me exactly what to do mm. when it comes to my relationship with Jesus. And there's, you know, we can do that, but... Mm. The real stuff in the relationship with Jesus, the real stuff in personal growth, and honestly, the real stuff in ministry is the ability to look into a space, a room, a group of people, and discern what God wants you to do, and then you go do it. Mm. Um, that's how we build leaders. It's not how we, I mean, we can do followers all day, but mm. we're trying to build leaders. Mm. And leadership is about being the first one to go, the first one to decide, hey, we're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to figure this out and do it in this way. So I appreciate you saying that. So tell me um, some of the stuff you've learned about yourself via the internship. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. So every other week is every, it's every other week, right? Mm. Yeah. We meet the interns. I mean, as in we, the interns meet with the director of CCW. So you Derek. Mm -hmm. And during those meetings, at least for me, it's kind of the opening question is always, hey, how's your soul? Mm -hmm. um, and me being me, I'm like, no, Derek, my soul's always good. Like, why do you keep asking me this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, in my defense, I actually do think my soul's in a pretty good spot most days. Other than like some days Derek will catch me in a mood and I'll be like, Ooh, mm. next question. Yeah, yeah. But usually like it's pretty good. Um, and I like that question. So the first thing that's helped me become conscious of is that my overall state of being isn't reflective of my current mood. Hmm. So I might wake up and be like, I'm just not feeling today. Like, like maybe someone in the house did something and I'm just like annoyed by it. Maybe even like a little frustrated or angry, not because what they did was so bad, just because my reaction to it today for whatever reason is different than it is 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. And so when Derek goes, how's your soul? I'm like, I really don't want to answer that question. But then when you stop and think about it, it's like, oh, no, actually, like what I am like yesterday, the week before, where I'm headed the week after, the, like the, the month before, the month after, like whatever it is, that is a much more stable picture. Hmm. And that's what I think of when it's like, hey, how's your soul? I think of how am I overall across a long period of time, not how am I in this moment. That's good. Yeah. You've lived in Deb Pal, our Jacksonville intern house. How's that been for you? Oh, that's beautiful. I really? love it. Yeah. I, so one, when you say intern house, most people think college dorm type style. Mm -hmm. And so it was way nicer than I expected when I came. <laughs> like there's four people living in the house and we got four couches. Everybody's got a couch. Yeah. That's great system. There's yeah. couch, there's a blanket, and the house just, it feels cozy. It's a nice environment to kind of like chillax in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about a moment that the internship was really hard for you. Hmm. And maybe that relates to some of the stuff you already said, but. Yeah. I, 
I really do think initially that was probably the hardest point because it unpacks a, a bunch of different issues that I've that I've talked with you about for a little bit, Derek. So one is that like that dynamic between work, what's absolutely required, and that this is optional. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I just didn't think there was enough required work. And mm-hmm. so I had to go to Derek and be like, Derek, I don't know what I'm doing. But the real issue isn't that I don't know what I'm doing. I actually do pretty much know what I'm doing. I read the list of requirements. This is one thing that I talked to Derek about recently is when I walk into a space, this is both a strength and a weakness as we've talked about it, is I really like to know how everything works. Mm. So there's you, there's me, there's our job requirements, our job descriptions, but I want to know like, oh, how does this thing relate to you or like how do I fit into the overall CCW picture? Like Mm -hmm. what is CCW in the United Methodist Church? Like Mm -hmm. to be fair, I really don't need to know those things to do my job. But the way I act is I actually need to know that information to do my job. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like is I'll go to Derek and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Not because I don't know what I'm doing, but because I'm confused about my role in relation to everything else. And I haven't recognized that step. And so this semester has kind of been me working or just identifying some of that a bit of like, do I really need someone to lay out the whole plan for me to get on board? Mm. Or can I take Mm. some more responsibility initially for myself and start unpacking those questions while not neglecting the work? That's good, man. Wow. Well, Theo, you have been an incredible part of our community um, for a while. I remember when you first started hanging out and I always have trouble remembering people's names. And so I was like, oh, I need you to tell me your name again. You're really gracious about that. But I just remember hoping that um, you would begin to find space to, to be in CCW, like just to be, mm-hmm. but also that you would see that there was a lot available to you you know, related to personal growth, but also being a part of a community mm. that that wanted to get to know you, wanted to love you. Um, it's been really fun, particularly with you as an intern, to just understand how you how you think and how you move into spaces, and mm. um, to to watch your eagerness in getting new information is always a, a, just a joy for me. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we are, we're going to miss you, but we cheer you on. Hmm. Um, nobody gets to stay in CCW, you know, long term. That's not mm-hmm. what CCW is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to get really good at releasing people. And that's yeah. some of what the podcast we're working on is about, is mm-hmm. talking about people's transitions. Um, mm. So I just want you to know that you'll always have us um, as you transition into your next Uh, face and uh, we love you we're here for you we're cheering for you in this second transitions interview we'll hear from sydney buchanan as she tells her story of becoming CCW Senior Ministry Associate for Worship.
How's it going, Sydney? It's good. Awesome. Thanks for joining me on uh, this transition series of the Open Table podcast. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> so tell me how you found out about CCW. So um, I was a senior in high school. And my brother, Troy Buchanan, who um, was previously the um, assistant director of what, community worship, some other things. Something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he had just started working for CCW and he invited me to come lead worship with him. And honestly, I. I had no clue what CCW was. I was like, ah, Troy will be there. Sure, I'll go. You know, I just thought it was one of his little things that he does. Not knowing that it was like something my brother was very passionate about. I thought mm. it was just like, a, you know, something small. So I um, was nervous, but I was like, yeah, I'll lead worship with you, of course. So I um, came and led worship. And that was at Flagler. And that's when CCW was just starting at Flagler. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't have an understanding for what CCW was until like a couple times I had led worship for CCW. And then I was like, oh, this is like a campus ministry. Oh, it's like, I like honestly didn't know. I just was showing up and playing for random worship nights that I, mm -hmm. <laughs> that I was invited to. And I liked the people. So I kept returning. <laughs> wow. So what was the point that you realized that CCW is more than just this thing your brother was doing, but maybe a place for you? Well, um, he told me after coming and leaning the first few times, he told me that there was an internship starting up mm -hmm. and that I should consider applying for this internship. And I didn't have any plans at that point, kind of my post high school graduation plans were kind of crumbling and I didn't have plans as to what I was going to do. So I was like, this could be my thing. This kind of feels like something that fell in my lap. Hmm. Um, and I just felt like, why not? Which I'm not normally a why not person, but I just kind of felt like, yeah, why not make new friends, um, get plugged into ministry. And it was the biggest blessing because being able to go right out of high school and find a community right away in college meant everything to me. Wow. So being in CCW for you, has, at least from my perspective, been a journey of leadership and of embracing the call of leadership. What's that been like for you? I am doing things today that I could have never seen myself doing if you had asked me hmm. what I thought I would be doing when I, when I was graduating high school. Um, I never really saw myself as a leader. I, in some ways, you know, I've always been extroverted. I've always been loud, but I never saw potential in myself to have people looking to me for leadership hmm. and for any kind of spiritual guidance or anything like that. I never saw myself like that. So, um, I mean, the journey has been incredibly transformative and surprising. It never stops surprising me the things that I'm like, I mean, at this point, when I hear God telling me to do something or, or calling me to something, I'm like, well, you did this. So <laughs> here yeah. we are. Might as well say yes. Yeah. So um, it's been 
it's been a journey. It's been scary at times taking steps into roles that I didn't feel qualified for Hmm. and that I didn't feel capable of doing well in. Um, But I've, you know, just tried to remain faithful and to the call that I feel like has been placed on my life and um, just listening to the people around me who maybe are seeing things in me that I maybe never saw in myself and taking those things seriously. It's good. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about women in leadership in CCW and I was interviewing Jess yesterday, Jessica Chalk, and we were just talking about, um, yeah, I just asked her if she felt affirmed as a leader within CCW and she said yes, which I'm really glad about. Um, and I'm grateful for all of the young women in our community that feel like they don't have to like earn the right to lead. Like there's almost an expectation Mm-hmm. that they should figure out where they're leading mm-hmm. and just go for it. You are leading in worship and in music. What's that like for you to be, and now the the lead worshiper of CCW, what's mm-hmm. that like for you? Um, it's, I mean, first of all, I feel honored, but it's, always been challenging when you're stepping into a culture that you feel like wasn't designed for you. I mean, when you look at some of the biggest worship leaders and artists, so many of them are, are men. Mm. And so when you're stepping into something that you haven't seen modeled for you, you know, as a woman and as a woman of color, especially, um, you kind of have to pave your own way. Hmm. So um, I think that that's been, the the process has been me um, like being okay with taking up the space that I'm taking up in leadership. Yeah. Being okay with um, having opinions and inserting those opinions and um, casting vision and not downplaying um, what I see and what I want to do in the ways that I, I hope to lead the team well. Because it's really easy to look around you and be like, I'm not like these people leading. Hmm. Therefore, I'm not as good as these people. It's um, But the, the pull is to not downplay yeah. my leadership. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I love it when you said, uh, I won't say it exactly the way you said it, but being okay with taking up the space of a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's everything. Um, I, uh, it's one of the things I love watching. I've loved watching about you. Cause I remember when you first came around, like if I was to ask you to pray, you'd be like, uh, no, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and you know, now, you know, you're in addition to leading worship regularly, leading the team and also even giving messages. And I just think that 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 evolution for you has been really awesome to watch. Mm. Um, Another evolution on a more personal level um, is your relationship with your fiance and how that interacts with both your call and your role in CCW mm-hmm. and like all of the, there are intersections there that not a lot of people have to deal with. You're, mm-hmm. um, so how, how is that working out for you as you and Austin uh, sort of are now beginning to look at a permanent life together mm. 
And yet you both have calls, you both have roles, but they're all in the same organization. Yeah. What's that? What's that? How's that going for you? <sighs> for you, really? Well, I love being in ministry with Austin. Mm. Um, that's something we, you know, very early in our relationship, we discussed that that was the dream was to work together in ministry. And, you know, every couple is different and has different wants and different needs. But for Austin and I, we always loved to um, be in ministry together. And in some ways, we see our relationship as a way that we can do twice as much work for the kingdom together. Mm. So that's that's always been our hope. Of course, it's hard. Working with your significant other is hard because, um, again, I'm still learning to be comfortable with taking up space in leadership. And sometimes that means disagreeing with him in a work environment. And you have to learn how to draw personal boundaries and not take that stuff home and not take mm. it personally. But um, we love it and we're continually learning um what it means to be a couple that is working together and yeah that's awesome so your role changes again going into yes. this fall what are you going to be doing in ccw i will be the senior ministry associate of worship yeah yes it's a very long title <laughs> <laughs> um but yes i will be um overseeing CCW's worship ministry in all its different forms and, mm. and, and various things. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm nervous, but that's good. Mm -hmm. It's good to be a little nervous Yeah, yeah. to rise to the um, occasion. I um, learned so much from Troy, who is my brother and who was previously um, over CCW's worship ministry. I learned so much from him and I'm so ready to take all that I learned and to continually continue to pour into the team and um, to just see the team grow and yeah. do ministry, you know? So good. So good. Sydney, I um, probably from the very beginning just uh, saw so much in you and just hoped that I would be able to be a part of your journey as you continue to evolve um, as a leader and as a pastoral presence. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited that um, you're still here <laughs> and that you're still with us. But I'm really excited to watch, you know, the um, other night we were at annual conference and, um, you know, y'all are leading worship and mm -hmm. I'm just sitting down with, you know, the people and one of my colleagues is like, you're a worship leader. And it's like, I know. It's like, your worship leader's amazing. I'm like, uh. I know. She's great. And it was just great to like be standing there. It's like, yeah, she's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm blushing. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but really, it, it's, it's one of the things that's just such a great thing is to watch the way, um, when you're leading worship, whether it's in a CCW gathering or in that large church room, I mean, I looked around mm -hmm. in your conference and I just, I saw all of us singing hallelujah, mm -hmm. um, but you were leading us. So they were just singing it because it was on the screen. Like the, and, and I'm just like, this is, this is Sydney. 
Yes, this is Sydney. There's mm-hmm. lots of parts of Sydney and lots of facets of Sydney, but this is Sydney. This this woman that's leading us in in massive, strong, vibrant worship, mm-hmm. and um, so I just. I am excited about all that this next year has for you and all of the ways that you will grow, all of the ways that, yes, it will challenge you, but it will also show you what all is in you um, and that I get to be a part of that. Oh, man. And then there'll be a day that you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, Derek. Yeah, he's, he was cool. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, so thanks for giving me a few minutes to chat with you. Thank you, Derek. Uh, oh, looking so forward grateful. to a great year. Yes, uh, so grateful.